1: review on the Apple Podcasts app or at podchaser.com slash snoozecast. That's P-O-D-C-H-A-S-E-R dot com. Your review helps new listeners find us, and we appreciate everyone's feedback. This episode is brought to you by Ancient Magic. Tonight, we'll read the second half to The Otter Opal, a Snoozecast original. The first half aired last week. In the last episode, we met two sea otters named Tama and Nutsum, as they floated above the kelp forest. Their days are spent sleeping, eating, napping, playing, and racing. Tama excels at all activities except for the swim races. He has felt frustration at frequently coming in almost last. We also learn that sea otters often have a favorite stone that they keep in a pocket of their fur, and Tama finds himself an extraordinary one. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed now take a few deep breaths upon awakening from his nap Tama reached into his pocket to make sure the special new stone was still there. He felt the smooth surface with his paw. Thank the sea, he thought, he had actually done it. The rush from the heist and the subsequent adrenaline crash didn't allow for any possible closer examination of his prize, And he intended to take full stock now. Tama nudged Nutsum awake and explained he wanted to take a closer look at it away from the others. Nutsum obliged, and they floated a short distance behind some sea rocks for some privacy. Ever so carefully, Tama pulled the rock from his pocket and held it up to the light of the sun. It was stunning. A dazzling display of the complete spectrum of colors. An overabundance of tones and hues swirling together in a cosmic dance, all being held in Tama's paw. It was mesmerizing. Tama couldn't stop staring. Nutsum was not as impressed. Looks nice, he said. How good is it at cracking urchins, though? Let's find out, Tama said. It's time to eat anyway. Nutsum and Tama went to work foraging for food. In a short while, Tama had surfaced and resurfaced, with four urchins, two snails, some clams, and even a crab, piling his meal on the nearby rock formation. Nutsum had no such luck. Naturally, what's mine is yours, Nutty, my friend, Tama said with a note of triumph. Nutsum thanked him. You look like you have something else you want to say, Tama. Tama. Tama wistfully raised his eyes and blinked happily. Well, it's kind of funny, no? What's that? This score I just pulled right after getting this rock. Excuse me. Kwiecita. I've decided to give it a name. Naming your rock was generally reserved for when you had had it in your possession for some time. No one could say for sure how long, but you knew it when it happened. You certainly couldn't name a rock you had found that day. Once you named a rock, you had no intention of finding another one. Okay, Nutsum probed. Okay, Tama said incredulously. It's lucky, obviously. Oh, the sea, I just realized something. Today is the weekly cove race. We need to hurry up and eat. I'm finally going to win. Nutsum was grateful for the food, but still skeptical the rock had anything to do with it. Some days food was plentiful, and some days it was lean. He was prepared to point this out, but Tama quickly interjected, almost as if reading his thoughts. I'm sure you have something fancy to say about all of this right now, but let me just stop you right there. I'm going to win this race, and it's because of Krietschta, and that's final. Nutsam nodded. Some lessons had to be learned and not taught, he supposed. Tama stared at him. I know you're still thinking about something. Nutsam made his mind clear like the cloudless sky. Tama nodded in approval as a joke, but he had actually meant it. There was a bevy of activity at the starting line of the weekly cove race. It was a young otters game and Nutsum was just happy to watch. Ever since Tama became of age to race, he made a point to make an attempt every week. Anywhere from 100 to 1,000 otters participated. For most of them, It was just a bit of a lark to mark the ending of one week and the beginning of another. Others took it much more seriously, even though the only thing on the line was bragging rights. Tama had never broken anywhere close to the lead and perpetually finished in the last tenth or so of otters racing that day. Last week was a particularly bad showing, and some familiar faces ribbed him as they lined up into the starting position. Second to last place, eh, Tama? Quigolth inquired. Shooting for a personal best of last place this time, I take it. Tama ignored him and the handful of otters that chuckled at Quaggle's taunt. Tama smoothed his paw over Quiecta in his pocket. He would win this time. He just knew it. Some spectators climbed up onto the rock formations that jutted out into the sea. A handful floated by, wrapped in kelp near the starting line, and a good portion were pushed out closer to the shoreline for a better view of the whole course. It all happened so fast. The otter official called the start of the race, and the whole pack took off. Winding through the kelp forest, out past the turn in the open ocean, and back through the cove. Tama was practically unconscious as he became one with the water, indistinguishable, moving without thinking. He paid no attention to his position or anything else for that matter. He was liquid speed. As the final lap approached, the spectators had become aware of a curious happening. One otter had pulled several lengths away from the pack, moving at a tremendous speed. Nutsum couldn't believe his eyes. It was Tama. He was pulling up to the finish line well before the pack. Tama pulled the stone from his pocket and held it high overhead as he crossed the finish line, the sun catching it in such a way that it appeared to be a glowing blue-green orb to the nearby spectators, their furry little faces speckled with a rainbow of luminosity from the stone. The crowd erupted in cheers and lifted Tama out of the water onto his back. A smile beamed across his face. Nutsum was happy for Tama too. He made his way over to the celebration to see if Tama wanted to get some supper together. Before Nutsum could ask him though, another had already pulled him aside. That was really impressive, Tama. I've never seen anything like that. It was Lats, ten-time weekly cove race winner Lats. Everyone looked up to Lats, and Lats didn't need to look up to anyone. Now, Tama of all otters was on his radar. This was the first time Lats had said anything to him. "'You must be pretty hungry after that race,' Want to go get some food together? I'd love to take a look at that stone. At that moment, Tama noticed that Nutsum had appeared. Nutsum gave him the go-ahead nod to spend time with his new friend, and Tama shot back a grateful glance. Kuietshta, Tama said. That's the name of the stone. Hey, whatever you say, my guy, Lats continued. Hey, three more cheers for Tuma, everyone. The cheers faded. Nutsum reconnected with some old friends who were gathered at the finish line and watched. Out of the corner of his eye, as Lats and Tama swam away from the inlet. As the weeks went on, Tama spent less time with Nutsum and more and more time with Lats and his crew. Tama had invited Nutsum to spend time with him and the guys, or at least he thought he did and he dispelled any wrongdoing on his end by claiming that Nutsum was jealous of his newfound success. Lats made a joke about Nutsum gray face one day, and the name stuck. Tummel laughed along with them, but felt a pang of guilt as he looked over at old Nutty in the distance still cracking urchins with old top, mostly by himself, occasionally with a friend or two. The weekly races went on. Tama always placed first. It wasn't so much of a spectacle by the fifth or sixth time, and actually... A handful of times, some others came within striking distance by the finish line, but he always managed to eke out the win. In fact, as time went on, first place was generally considered to be the otter who came in second now, since Tama had become the assumed winner. One day when Lats was visiting family up north and the rest of the crew was working on a new game by the deep part of the cove. Nutsum bumped into Tama foraging near the oceanic shelf during midday lunch. Oh, Nutty, hey, wow! Wow! But even as he said it, the nickname felt wrong coming out of his mouth. It had been a while since they spoke in earnest. How are you, Tama? Good, well, you know, he said, living the dream. Is that so? Tama was annoyed. Of course, I'm about to break Latz's record for coming in first place at the cove race in a week or so. I'm breaking a record in months that he took years to make. Food is plentiful, and I have a lot of new friends. That pang of guilt stung him sharply once more. Although, I mean... It would be good to see you a little more often. I've come by. You've been busy. It's okay, Tama. Nutsum said, and he meant it. Let me ask you something. Tama stared at him. Before your new stone, did you have food? Tama paused. Yes. Did you have friends? Yes. Did you have fun? Yes. Then why have you brought so much attachment to this rock? First, it has a name, Kriechta. Second, I never won a race before Kriechta. And what has winning the race brought you? Tama was annoyed again. Obviously, it brought him happiness. He was pretty sure. Why couldn't Nutty see that? Maybe some people could be satisfied with a moldy old rock, but him, he was due for better things. He just needed the perfect rock, and this time he had it. Tama surprised himself, though. He didn't explain any of this. In a bit of a fit, he produced the rock in front of Nutsum's weathered face and said, You're right, I don't need this, and I certainly don't need some know-it-all telling me how to live my life. And in a move that surprised Nutsum as well, Tama let go of the stone. After an unceremonious splash, it sank into the briny deep. There was a rather long pause before Tama realized the impetuousness of his actions. Tama let out a wild yawp and his eyes widened. Oh no, he exclaimed and started to dive underwater. Nutsum grabbed his paw gently and said, Wait but there's no time. Listen, he said, you and I both know you won't find it. It belongs to the sea now, but I won't stop you. I know you're going to look for it anyway. All I want to say is, I'll be waiting for you up the coast. You know the spot with the dead tree? When this is all over, Come find me. Before Tama could respond, Nutsum started swimming away. Seeing the commotion, a handful of others came by and began an impromptu search party for the otter opal. During the search, Tama himself had dived deep, deeper than he had ever dived before or would ever again, but it mattered not. The stone truly did belong to the sea now. The others attempted to console him, but there was nothing to be done. His spirit Was broken. That night, Tama came in last. There was no jeering from the crowd, though. Everyone was too preoccupied with the new winner. Someone who had never come in first before, a new contender, bright eyed and slick. Tama was old news. Lats went up to the new winner and told the crowd to cheer his name. It was just background noise to Tama as the crowd began to chant the new winner's name over and over again. He didn't even hear what it was. Tama slinked off into the sunset. It was time for dinner. He found no solace there either. Maybe it was a bad location, or maybe it was the fact that his heart wasn't in it. But he was unable to come up with anything to eat that night. Or maybe it's the fact that he dropped the best thing to ever happen to him into the unforgiving deep, he thought. After wrapping himself tightly in some strands of kelp, he drifted off to sleep, thinking of the last thing his friend had said to him. He had to go see him tomorrow. It was a pleasant swim up the coast the next morning, all things considered. At breakfast time, Tama again came up empty, though. Coupled with the drought from last night, he was especially hungry, but he did his best not to think about it, as he made a decent headway. He made it out of the cove, waving off the calls from Lats, the new winner, and their crew, and sped easily along his way. By early evening, he had begun to approach his final destination, and along the horizon, he saw that dead tree, weather-beaten, and the color of a storm cloud. Not far from the coast was a gray faced otter bouncing along with the waves. Tama saw that Nutsum had been piling up food on the nearby rock formation, just as if he knew exactly who was coming, and that that otter would be starving. Nutsum looked over at the approaching Tama and smiled. He smiled a smile of love and acceptance. Tama was stunned. He was also out of breath. Nutty, he panted. I just want to say... Say nothing, Nutsum said. I want to show you something. Tama nodded. You came just in time, you know. I did? Yes, look. Nutsum gestured out to the rocky shoreline. Stones and rocks of all different shapes, sizes, were piled up. On the beach, colored gray, black, brown, and everything in between. Nothing quite remarkable, and nothing Tama had not seen before. I don't understand, Tama said. One more moment. It was then the sun dipped a bit lower in the sky, and its beams shined perfectly through the previously unnoticed colored stained glass window some land dweller had hung in the dead tree long ago. Rays of green, And blue and purple and gold spread and glimmered across all the rocks along the shoreline. Each one of them danced in a vibrant, infinite delight. And Tama gaped at the spectacle of it all, his mouth practically taking in seawater. They're all so beautiful! Tama barely breathed. After a moment, the sun dipped slightly lower and the rays no longer passed through the glass to shine upon the shore. The familiar gray hues of the rocks returned. Tama blinked. Let's eat, Nutsum said.